You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 2 of Bonsai Retro Club. We are going to be talking about some fun 80s stuff tonight. Uh, last time around we covered some 70s movies and now we're going to move on to some 80s albums. And the best <laughs> the best albums of the 80s. And tonight it's just uh, Rose and myself, Scott. Hey, and, you're awesome. Uh, Dave will be back next time around. And... So we're going to just jump right into it and start talking about some of these awesome, awesome albums uh, of the 80s. I think we're going to, you know, we'll kind of go with our our three personal top 80s albums and uh, talk mm-hmm. about maybe even run down a few of the, the ones that really were the top albums as far as sellers go, uh, yeah. which, which might include some of our picks. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. Um, I have a, you know... I have a couple in mind that are not even in the top 25, so, but they were very, mm-hmm. they're very fun for me. This is a something podcast. Banzai! 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 Hey, where's the thing? I don't think there's anybody back there. You or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. It. To each other. And. Party on, dudes! Do you want to start us off, Rose, with what's your uh, first first album you want to talk about? Well, and, um, and give us, album. you know what, give us the year also that it came out. Yeah, I've, I've got it covered. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, so I'm just going to read these off. Album, you know, I'm not going to put any specific order in them, but I read them off in the order actually of how I remember them. Okay. That makes any sense. Not necessarily right. a rank, but just memories that right. jump out at you. Memory. Cool. Memory. Okay, so my first um, 80s album memory has to be Thriller. Um. Michael Jackson was well on his way after Off the Wall to be stellar and amazing, like he wasn't already after coming to you know breaking off from the Jackson Five. But he had hooked up with Quincy Jones, and now he's doing some like heavy duty shit. 
I mean, this is no longer the pop era of yesteryear. This is some serious, serious music. And um, everyone is like super, super surprised. Um, there wasn't a person that you couldn't mention the Thriller album to with them not going, oh, my God, did you hear, you know, and it would just go on for hours. Um, I remember sitting in somebody's car in Germany listening to their cassette player and they were actually fast forwarding was, oh you gotta hear this one you gotta hear this one and you'd get to hear like two or three words of it you know it's no 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 wait 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 this one's better you know and it was just like 30 minutes later you just want to choke the guy because it's just like you're not like even hearing any of it you're just hearing like so but it was a good marketing tool because it you know made me want to go out and buy the album so um i don't know about anybody out there and in podcast world, I know Scott's familiar with Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, but my, I'm just gonna go run through like five top songs, and then if you want to talk about it, if you have an opinion, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, I want to be starting something. The very first song on the album, just it's like a dance floor filler with the term in Britain that they call, call the floor filler. I don't even know how they do that because that's that's like a tongue twister. And it just gets you up and dancing and, you know, the whole breakdown with the bridge. That's like, oh, my God, I could listen to that all day. OMG, you know. Uh, Beat It, of course, was pure magic. You know, all of the – he was the, the first artist to do the, like, video movie thing he came out his music videos were always epic there was never a boring music video um which brings me to the next one thriller was a movie it was a movie short and there was just all kinds of accolades given to him about that and there was like a lot of controversy because he was like going against his christian jehovah's witness roots and he's like had to put a disclaimer on it thinking you know i'm not a satanist i don't worship the devil just trying to be creative and you know Get get myself out there, you know, trying to do something different, and it totally worked. And Billie Jean, of course, was um, the anthem for all single men <laughs> in the 80s, I think. <laughs> yeah, she said, that's my kid, and it's not. So, but um, that was kind of cool. My personal favorite was Human Nature. I don't know. I think it was just like one of those songs that, you know, just... Like you were mentioning earlier, if you had to have a song that you made whoopee to, Scott. <laughs> well, you got to you got to clue everybody in on um, on what I was referring to, because because you don't know. Okay, that was that could be taken totally out of context. Um, yeah, well, so, I'll let you explain that. <laughs> so when okay, first of all, Dave Dave is not with us this you know this yeah. time around, and he'll be back. But he gave us a topic, you know. He said top '80s albums, and and um, you know, jokingly, I was saying, "What's the topic again? What is it?" Yeah. And you said top or top top album or no? I, I have I have um, my um, I'm working on honorable mentions for '80s albums or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought it was top three songs to make Whoopi to. So yeah. we were and shooting back and forth with Messenger, and just I was just being silly. Uh, I've had a no, you I've had were, like and really... I was totally digging it because I'm sitting there trying to like hurry up and finish, and you keep interrupting, and I just want to 
I just finally just slid you guys in the X. You know how you take your little bobby head and just slide it down? Like, I'm ignoring you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I had a I had a really, like, okay, everybody get out your tissues. I had a terribly just very busy day out on the boat scalloping all day long. And, you know, we, we only we only dove and got, like, 295 scallops today. Oh, so is that all? Oh, yeah, that's my. all. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> so, of the, for those of you who don't know, that's a really good day. We had a great day on the boat today. But I was, <laughs> Everybody's I, going, what is she talking about? Yeah, that's like a fucking fantastic yeah. day. Here we go. Here we go. That... That topic came up because I said something about making whoopee songs. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, wow, we are all over the place. I, I'm out there tonight, but I've had a lot of, you know, I've had a, a long day. Have you ever cleaned scallops? No, honey. That's like the that's, yeah, that right 290 there. 290 scallops was a lot. So that right there is. I don't know that. <laughs> just cleaning scallops, it involves a um a mini Law. a mini shop vac. I'm, sure I'm, not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And shucking. There's a lot of shucking involved. Look at him driving going. So anyway, yeah. um, back to <laughs> back to this album. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great pick, and and you know, I mean, it's the number one seller in the '80s, of right? I mean, overall. Yeah. So um, I don't know where it stands, like overall. Time wise, I'm, I'm I know it's in the, like the top ten overall rank, yeah. just completely overall. Oh, I forgot it was 1982. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. 1982, good year. Um, so it's kind of weird because Thriller, the video, didn't come out until like 84, I think, 80 late 83 or 84, because I had already had my driver's license, so yeah, that had to be like I gotta say 84, anyway, early 84, I. I got my license yeah. right when I turned 16. So anyway, um, this yeah. album, I think like six of these songs and most of the ones that you mentioned mm-hmm. are all like top ten songs. I mean, well, yeah. several of them yeah. are number one. Well, I didn't even mention Girl Is Mine with Phil uh, Paul McCartney. Phil yeah. <laughs> no, not Phil Collins. Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul McCartney. I did that on purpose. See if you were paying attention. <laughs> I, and I am. There you go. And well, I always, cool. you know, back then I was not a fan of Michael Jackson. No, just because because it wasn't my genre. You know, I was really into the no, hard rock and, and metal and all that stuff. And, and we've yeah. gone, we've gone over that story many times. Uh, but this album, I going back and looking at it and looking at the list of songs, I'm like, man, I know. I, I'm trying to remember Human Nature how it goes when you mentioned it. I cannot remember yeah. it right now. Um. I keep hearing. So I can. I can hear "Pretty Young Thing." I can hear "Beat It," of yeah. course, because you know. Yeah. Uh, that was huge. Billie Jean, obviously, "Thriller," "Girls Mine." I, I remember that one very well. Uh, and it seemed like it was one of the first collaborations with Paul McCartney, or that Paul McCartney actually did with other artists, and right. like released it as a headliner song, you know. Yeah. Um, and want to be starting something, and I can picture this. Uh, this girl I knew back in high school, mm-hmm. her, la- her first name was Jill. I can't remember her last name. But mm-hmm. I just sort of remember her running down the street, like 
you know, trotting down the street, very happily singing, want to be starting something. And she just, (laughs) she was, she was like the biggest Michael Jackson fan. And it was fun to watch her uh, get so excited about it, you know, especially coming from from my side of the fence when I was listening to, at the time, like Def Leppard and and Mm -hmm. Styx and, and, you know, uh, Boston and whatever. And, uh, this, this was, it was as, it was this big for a reason. He yeah. really, he, he and Quincy Jones, some, some mm-hmm. guy named Quincy Jones. <laughs> yeah. You know, they put, they collaborated and put this album together and it's, it's a milestone for a lot of people. Oh. Uh, most people don't, don't realize how big this album was, especially uh, a lot of the younger people today don't understand it. You know, people of our generation yeah. remember the yeah. size of it. And I remember, I, I remember where I was when Thriller came out. The the movie, yeah. I mean the uh, the movie. Yeah, it was the movie. Yeah. The video. When the video yeah. came out, I remember who I was dating. I remember I was at her house, and we were mm. waiting for it to come on. And it was, yeah. you know, it was all the talk in school, mm-hmm. and. It was weird for me because I was such a, you know, rocker guy. But here I am mm-hmm. waiting for this movie. And it was really intriguing. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. This is, uh, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought this one up because it has to be talked about being it does. such a huge album. And, you know, overall, Absolutely. over the years, it stands the test of time. People still love it. You put, you know, right. you play some of these songs and people still just, you know. Yeah. Totally. Like especially <laughs> I've been to you know, I, I went to a wedding recently and uh I think I think it was Beat It. Beat It or Billy Jean, I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember which one came yeah. on. But this was a couple that was in their forties. Mm-hmm. That when they you know, they just got married and they're in their forties. It was kind of a uh, Facebook uh reunion type wedding where they, they found each other on Facebook years later after high school and oh. And it was very romantic and, you know, it's a, it's a cute story. And mm-hmm. either Beat It or Billie Jean, uh, the, the DJ mm-hmm. played one of those. And everybody in the place is all in the same age group, you know, 40s and 50s. And uh-huh. everybody just went nuts. It was, it was uh-huh. really cool. So, yeah, anyway, awesome, awesome album. Um, I, in my head, um, when I picked out the three that I picked out, and I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to throw like five of the top singles out of my favorites, one of the two. Because not every album has five top singles. I mean, obviously, you know, Michael Jackson is a, an amazing artist, and he had more than that. But um, I decided, because it's 1982, or whatever, it's the 80s and it's top three, there's other, there's other albums that came out then. Just not going into any detail, just going to shout them out. Three honorable mentions in 82. Uh, Lex Kind of Love by ABC, uh, Avalon by Roxy Music, and Pelican West by Haircut 100. Now, if you don't know any of those albums, that's okay, because the people that listen to this podcast, I'm sure somebody out there is going, yeah, Pelican West, woo! Anyway. <laughs> I just did that because I'm, you know, 80s music girl, and I can, so. Oh my gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank on the on the song that Haircut 100 had. Um, wait, don't tell me. Okay. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, tell me. <laughs> it's it was actually a couple. Um, I'll just tell you the one you think you're thinking of. It's Love Plus One. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, I could I can. <laughs> like you know, I yeah. I have satellite radio and I can see the the words streaming yeah. across, and I'm like, I can see Haircut 100, but I cannot yeah. see the title of the song, but I know it very well. I I always love that song. So it's a good one. Yeah, it's it's a great. It's a, it's definitely like a feel good song. There's like 17 million people in that band. You know, it's yeah. just like everybody was doing something. But um, it was just a great sound. You know, coming out of Britain. You know, they had such an amazing uh, percussion sound to them. It was really awesome. So I had to give them a shout out along with Brian Ferry, Roxy Music, and ABC. Roxy. Rocks and music. Yeah. So, um, you had a couple it's honorable yours. mentions. Is, was it my turn to pick a like, yeah. specific album? Yeah. This is really tough. Like, or this... however you want to do it. You just do it the way you want to do it, and then that way it won't be so rigid, and you won't feel like you're in a box. Okay, I'm gonna. Like I'm gonna living mention... in a cardboard box. <laughs> living in a box. What is that one? Living in a cardboard box. Who was that? Living in a box. The, the name of the band was Living in a Box. Yeah. And they they yes. released the song. Okay. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Talk Talk did it too. Yeah. There are other bands. <laughs> it might be a good topic. It will be. <laughs> we could have like three. Three of them, maybe. There's a Scottish band, and the lead singer died recently. In the last few years. Oh, big country. Yeah, big country. Yeah, they they yep. had a self-titled song. Big country, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into like the top 100, only because this album, <clears throat> this album has a lot of like specific memories for me. Okay. Um, it's way down the list, and I'm not sure. I think it's by uh, Sales. Okay. And it is number 98. On 98. Only, 98. S- only sold 4.1 million. And it is Asia's self-titled album, the first one. <gasps> Asia. You know, they uh basically a super group. You know, yes. A bunch of different bands from the 70s that all got together and uh, kind of put this album together. And so... Here's the memory that this why this one comes to mind so much from that era. Right. I mean, you have you have uh, you know a handful, a little less than a handful of of you know pretty good top songs that that actually made <laughs> something. Uh, Heat of the moment was big. Uh, Soul Survivor. Only time will tell. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a few others that I don't think they made the top. 100 songs of the year or whatever but and this was released in 81 but here's mm. what I don't know why this song inspired me and my friends to hang mm-hmm. out hang out in my I, I used to go you know I lived in California but I'd go to Chicago to visit my family every summer so we'd spend the summers in Chicago with my grandparents and and uh, earlier in my childhood, I had grown up in that little area because my dad was in the Navy station there. I know this long story. Uh, but I made friends back in like first and second and third grade 
And every summer that I would go back, we would always get together and hang out. And my cousin, I had some cousins live there. So when this album came out, we were really starting to come into appreciation of music. And so we were in my grandparents' basement. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I never did this myself. I was just kind of in the room with everybody. But, but we like, they, they, my mm-hmm. my cousin Brian, this this guy Joe, one of my best friends Joe, and a couple other guys, we would put the album on, and everybody mm-hmm. would be like lip syncing and playing fake guitars and fake drums <laughs> to this album, like You're over so and over and over and over. I never did that with anybody else. I was always in the enclosure of my room and just. Oh yeah, it yeah. was it was I'm very. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, every once in a while, I'll I'll see this music come up, like one of these songs come up on my either my iPod or, or yeah, or whatever, some streaming, and uh, and I'll do a screenshot on my phone or something, and I'll send mm-hmm. it to either Joe or Brian and go, and I don't have to say anything. I just send them a picture of the album, that, and they'll just, <laughs> you know, they'll make some kind of comment like, oh my gosh, that was awesome times. We had so much fun listening to this album, and I know this this is a very like personal story for yeah. such a you know I don't know how I mean it made the top 100, but really it wasn't as popular like like you're talking about like Thriller and you know some mm-hmm. of the other top 10 albums like Bruce Springsteen, Back, Born in the USA, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this album yeah. had specific memories for me. And I just remember listening to this thing over and over again with my close-knit friends and my cousins of that time, 1981. Uh, I think, I mean, we weren't even driving yet, so... Wow. We probably had, I think it might have been an LP. Yeah. I think it was before we started getting cassettes. Yeah. Cassettes were on the market, but I think it was before we started actually getting cassettes, because I think we were only like... Right. Because 1981 is just a couple years past the 70s, and and people still had stereo set up. They still had their turntables and 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 they were you know they're still trying to transition from the short lived the short lived era. It wasn't an easy transition because you had to get a whole other stereo system in order to that transit, and nobody (laughs) had that kind of money. It was still pretty heavy duty. Yeah, it's just one of my um, good memory albums. Awesome. So anyway. that's so cool. Yeah, I like hearing stories like that because I know like one song on that album. Really? In <laughs> the heat of the moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a great song in itself because of the interest. 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 Yes. Thank you. Oh, the harmonies, mm-hmm. you know, and the vocals and things like that, you know, with all the guitars coming in. And, and it's just like it's like one of those songs that. When you hear it, you want to like take the needle off and put it back so you can listen to it again until somebody like throws something at you because it's been like five times since you played it. You're gonna ruin the album, man. Quit doing that. <laughs> Let it go all the way to the end. No, I want to hear this again. Kind of thing, you know. Unless you bought the 45, but hey, didn't have those anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I'm having Asian, I'm, I'm having flashbacks. Great. Of of the setup of uh, what we used as fake instruments. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm interrupting you, but they're just like they're popping into my head. So 
vividly that I have to to share them or they're going to be gone because, you know. uh, Yes, you're old. Yes, yes, I am old, yes. So my cousin Brian was usually, he usually took the lead singer position. Like we had, we set up even like fake microphones and like 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 the band was facing somebody, but there was nobody there to watch. But his I love it. His guitar was uh, a crutch. Oh wow, okay. that makes perfect guitar. Was oh, it's it, great. It's a great size for a great for air guitar. You get the the fill of the 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 arm part at the bottom. So yeah, you, yeah, and the, you know yeah, the sure. the tip of it is at the top where yeah. the neck would be. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then um my buddy Joe liked drums, so instead of drumsticks, we used. Uh, punks, you know, you know what punks are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to light fireworks and whatnot, because yes, you know we're thirteen-year-old boys, so we obviously yeah. had access to fireworks and punks, and so yeah. So he used punks as his drumsticks. Nice. Uh, and then there, were, we actually had like a, a, a kind of a lower-end cheesy keyboard that my grandparents had bought at some point. And you know, yeah. my brother would play fake keyboards. You know, we wouldn't no sound or whatever. But oh, that no. was man, that was some good times. <laughs> I want to see that in a movie. I seriously yeah. want to see that in a scene in a movie. Good luck with that. You know, that would be hey. My phone is like bugged all the time. I don't know how many times <laughs> something and somebody's actually done it. I'd be like, you know, when I find out who that bastard is, it keeps stealing my ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Him right. No, I would. I would. I would love to see that in a scene too. I would love to have video of that experience because it was such a, uh, such a great memory for me, of that time. Yeah. You know. Uh, Somebody could even like write a song, and have a scene like that, in the video. Hmm. In referencing, you know, like shit that went on back in the day. It almost sounds cool. like Stranger Things. It almost sounds like a Stranger thing. <laughs> but it's not. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, that's my that's my first pick for for the top one, oh, or you know, for I love it. My first pick of the eighties uh, albums, stuff. and that's you know, there's I I've done other shows before where I've talked about like my top three albums. There's different <laughs> reasons for different picks too. Sure, there is. And we'll get it. You know, we'll get into. It. I'll probably talk about a couple others, but they don't. The other song, the other albums that I chose before, did not make the top 100 selling, and that's kind of I think yeah. what we're focusing on is more of the top selling albums. Mm-hmm. And we never said mm-hmm. an, a number like top 100 or no. top 20 or top 50. No, but no, I thought it was just our top three. It is that was special to us. I didn't get into a whole pie chart equation thing about you know how many albums it sold although i think each album in itself has its own you know fan base that you know probably bought right the album bought well once you like it depends on the person i think once we get past our first you know like our own personal top three i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. run i'm gonna run down like the list of the top 20 just real quickly and say how okay. much how say how much they made and okay because i have that list yeah, in front did of that me. for the 70s kinda, too, it'd be kind of interesting to see what you know 
where mm-hmm. our picks fall in that lineup. So what, right. what's your uh, what's your next pick? I know there's no well, rank. There's not a rank. <laughs> it's not. And I think I actually went by year. This is how I I because uh, when I picked it yesterday when I started it I picked it and then I I had a list and then I had some honorable mentions on there and then today I got a little bit more creative and I thought let's go by year and then let's have the honorable mentions after the main album just to run it through uh-huh. people can see you know where where I was at in that year although I have to say in 1983. I was um, out of the country. Uh, that doesn't mean that I couldn't listen to music, but I wasn't really listening to albums per se back then. Only when I came back to the U.S. and I got so more heavily involved in, in the kind of music that I wanted to listen to, that's when I just kind of broke out of my shell, so to speak, and have been running like hell ever since, so... It's any time I ever get any opportunity to go into a record store or go on eBay or something thinking, man, I really need this album. Then that's when I just go hog wild and go, oh, I want this one too. And I want this one. But um, this this next album, we talked about, um, we didn't talk about it extensively. We talked about the artist extensively at one point. And um, I have a deep respect for people who have been in the music business and have been able to hold their own and those that aren't with us anymore are just it's sad I was watching Dennis Leary uh, stand up from 1992 and he said he made that comment he said I can't believe it he says we've lost so many amazing artists over the years and he starts naming Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and People like that, he says, and yet you get somebody like Motley Crue. <laughs> if you put them in a room with two million pounds of crack, they would probably still come out unscathed. Which fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, it was like really passion. Is that all people. you got? <laughs> yeah, I know, pretty much. <laughs> so, so when I see a legend, you know. Like Ronnie James Dio get taken out by cancer just makes me want to take cancer and bake it into a cake and set it on fire and push it off a cliff. So um, my next pick is Holy Diver from wow. 1980s. Um, only because there's I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to the album over the decades and um, just right off the bat stand up and shout you know just really gets the blood pumping. No, you know, and no, that's a he, ballad. It's a rock. It's a power ballad. <laughs> it's power a rock ballad. ballad. Yeah. yeah, and then he takes you all the way up to the rafters, and then he brings you down with the Holy Diver, you know. At, it's just nothing on that album that's crap. There is no such thing. I just went down the list and picked my favorites. Uh, Stand Up and Shout, Holy Diver, Gypsy, uh, Don't Talk to Strangers, and Rainbow in the Dark. The rest of it. You know, it's all inclusive. It's just nothing bad there, you know. And I just, there's not a day that goes by that, you know, there's something that references something on this album. You know, I can, I can pull it out of the air. Somebody will walk by and say, yeah, well, I was standing on a 
you know, and he was shouting. I was like, let's stand up and shout. <laughs> and they'll look at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't get the reference, then don't comment. So some people get it. Some people don't. But yeah. So, um, Scott, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, we did cover this uh, quite a bit in a previous yeah. previous show uh, mm-hmm. just regarding Dio. And mm-hmm. it was a great show. I had a lot of fun talking about Dio's career over the years. Um, I, I still, I'm still, it's kind of shocking to know that, that this was like <laughs> literally the debut album of Dio, the band. I know. Yeah. And like really? It, like, you know, you just, it, it just seemed it like he'd been around. Years. That. I know. It just yeah. seemed like you, you just knew who Dio was, and that he went off yeah. on his, you know, he had he formed his own band with a, a, a wealth of um, talented mm-hmm. musicians to join in. Uh, you know, and this album is Vivian Campbell and um, uh, who's the other one? Um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. That's anyway, like... Vivian Campbell and guitar, awesome, and this. You're right. There's a lot of great songs on this album, and "Stand Up and Shout" it really just kickstarts you. If you want to get yeah. going, if you want to get fired up, that's a good song to mm-hmm. listen to. And then yes. the, the driving beat and rhythm of "Holy Diver" just never fails. Yeah. I just remember that one of the things about this album is the controversy that surrounded it about the whole Satanism thing, and and the the cover of the album was. You know, everybody was up in just arms about it. Stuff out of context. You know, it's just like get over yourselves, really. I think it's a totally lot not. of it is all sales and gimmicks, and it's just a way to, to, to drum up attention. And you once know, again, I, it's heavy metal. Album art is oh, yeah. like nine tenths oh, of yeah. the selling. <laughs> yeah, you have shitty album art. You might as you might have the best damn song on the album. Anyone's ever heard of? If you got crap album art, then who's gonna listen to it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There was there definitely, and that's a lost art too. Is is album? It is, in my opinion. Yeah. I think we've lost it because whoever who even buys albums anymore, other than, you, know, right. you Download a song or a couple of songs <laughs> by an artist that you hear on the radio. You know, even yeah. even when we went into the CD era. Mm-hmm. We, we lost that art because it got smaller and smaller, and nobody really cares about looking at this little tiny picture of and cassettes too. Cassettes kind of took away from that because there was nothing yeah. like having that, you know, LP album cover, especially if it was a a double fold or a, a folding one. Yeah, you know, like it didn't yeah. necessarily have to be a double album, but just one that opened you know what up I used to hate. That, what I used to hate when. You'd have the album, and then you'd have like, like a second or third edition, and it would come out on cassette, and it would have like the picture oh. of the band on it. Uh huh. You're like, what? What is different. this nonsense? Yeah, a different cover. What happened to the original artwork? What is this crap? <laughs> no, and there's a lot of, and I, you know, uh, we have we have another co-host that hasn't really been on the show yet. We're going to be introducing him. Uh, sometime soon is Chris and Chris. he knows a lot of the backstories of all these like producers and album art and all this stuff. So it's going to be really fun to have him 
come in, especially yeah. on the, in the heavy metal era. Um, oh, yeah. He really knows his, his details on that. But a lot Ooh. of the artists, I mean, they were they were really seeked out, you know, seeked out. Mm-hmm. Is that the right term? Anyway. Sought out. Sought out. Thank you. <clears throat> seeked out. <laughs> I think I need a refill. <clears throat> <laughs> should go get another uh, a fresh sphere. Fresh sphere. More fearing, say, that, please. say that fast ten times. Nope. I couldn't even say floor filler, so <laughs> So anyway, uh back to this album. It's a great great pick for yes. um one of your favorites yeah. of the nineteen eighty three. Now yeah. okay, let then, me ask you wh- you said you you chose years. What yeah. what narrowed you down to like eighty two and now eighty three? What what because of what I picked first. Okay. So the album just kinda the albums the, first. Each albums kinda led you into that year. Okay. Just curious. Right. Yeah. Cool. No worries. Um the shout out uh, honorable mentions for also for nineteen eighty three. Synchronicity by the police. Okay. Uh Less Dance by David Bowie, and Speaking in Tongues by Talking Heads. That was a very memorable album for them. By no stretch of the imagination was that an understatement. So, well, David Burns an interesting dude, so that's a good pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is definitely. So, so it's your turn. Um, <laughs> it's really tough. So I remember. This is another. This one actually is in the top top ten. Okay. Sold thirteen thirteen point six million. Came out in nineteen eighty four. Wow. And I was I was like not a huge fan at the time. Right. But a friend of mine said, "Hey, there's this new album coming." Now, now I'd heard, and I'm building. I'm I'm. Not telling you for a reason. You're gonna. You'll no, get no, it. it's fine. I get it. The so, build up, yeah. So I had heard a couple of his previous songs. I'm like, oh, those are cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the hype that came with uh, his original release was mm-hmm. "When Doves Cry." Oh wow, yeah. And when Prince brought "Purple Rain" from not only to an album but to a movie, and he brought mm-hmm. he. He made it bigger than life. I mean, this was... I remember how how impactful this was in that year, 84. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I was like not a huge fan of Prince before that. But this Mm-mm. album, I listened to it, I'm like, wow, this is really just kind of different and cool and mm-hmm. funky. Yeah. And it's such a stretch from what I was listening to at the time, like Judas Priest and ACDC and and all that stuff. And but but he could he could lay down some amazing guitar licks. I'm like, okay, there's there's more yeah. to this there's more to this guy than what I than what I thought. And he liked to sing about you know hot women, you know, and sex yeah. and all that well, stuff. And when you're 14 yeah. or 15, you're like, oh. This guy's awesome, you Tell know. Tell me more. So, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, it was it was just really impactful at my age for that thing. And then I started listening to some of his older stuff. I'm like, wow, this guy's yeah. really got some cool 
mm-hmm. some interesting, different. There's, there's, there weren't many artists like him at the time. No, um, R&B at the time, if you could even call it that, had taken quite an interesting turn. Uh, Hip hop had kind of taken over whether people wanted to realize it or not. I mean, there was still R&B. I mean, it's Atlantic Star and, you know, um, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and people like that. It kind of filtered into the 80s, but kind of stopped like midway and you're getting people like Keith Sweat and Brian McKnight and people like that were still doing, you know, stuff that people like to dance to. Um, But there wasn't anything like Prince. Mm. Prince was... He could have been like Jimi Hendrix's love child or something. He had such a way to express his, himself through his music. And the guitar, when you have a person, a musician like that, um, there's not very many of them out there. Um, although I can think of like five off the top of my head, or Clapton, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, B.B. Uh, King. Uh, there's a young kid now who's like a protege. He's been playing the guitar since he was like five years old and he toured with Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was on the top of my head. But these people were like, their, their instruments are a part of their soul. Their soul is playing that instrument. And you don't get very many people like that. I mean, Slash, definitely he could fall into that category. But, you know, he didn't really have like a, like a solo career by himself. He always, you know, which is nothing, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, the man, you know, can play the thing with his eyes closed and he usually does, but mm. Prince kind of like, he was the whole package for anything that you wanted to ever dream about or fantasize about, or definitely he has quite a few songs in there that yeah goes under the whoopee category. But he, yeah, the best a little bit. Is he? He would switch it up. He would like change complete band members, and he'd see in a different direction. He'd go in a different direction. You know, when he did, um, right after he did, it was Sign of the Times was in the eighties too, and right after he did Sign of the Times, he did Alphabet Street, mm-hmm. and it was just like something like completely different. But he still kept his integrity as a musician, you know, and then I think, you know, the album that he had just put out before he died, it was like, I think he had taken like maybe a walk down memory lane or something. He wanted to kind of re revisit, you know, the old days of, you know, soul and R&B. And honestly, I think he did an amazing job. There wasn't anything... There was a lot of times there were things in his music that were controversial, but there was also things in his music that were uplifting. And he was an activist and he believed in equality and he thought all women were beautiful and he had nothing bad to say about anybody, which you think about it. That's that's a bit of a stretch for anyone. I mean, you can't not think about, you know, something and go, oh, oh God, I hate that guy. Kind of a thing, but I just wasn't who he was. I mean, he worked with a ton of musicians and he brought a lot of people to the front forefront that no one would have ever heard of if he not have done that. Oh, absolutely. You know? uh, Morris Day. But 
Morsteos yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. And he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, um, you know, and of course, um, the young lady that passed away a couple of months before he did. Um, um, can't think of the name. Apollonia, was, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but her real right. name was Debbie something, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but she, you know, she went on, you know, to actually become a Christian artist. You know, mm. she, you know, had hit rough times and, and, you know, went back and went to rehab and found herself. And went. so she's still in the music business, but, you know, she was, you know, doing the thing that, you know, she felt in her heart at the time that she needed to do. Yeah. You know, and so it's like when you hear Purple Rain and you hear I Would Die For You and you hear, you know, all of the songs that made this album great and made the movie even crazy. better. Let's go crazy. Oh, my God. Dearly beloved, <laughs> still gathered here today to talk this thing called life. And that wicked, that wicked guitar I solo know. at the end is just awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's swinging his arm around, you know. I I don't know how many times I've done that. My arm almost came out of my socket. You know, it's just like you wanted to be that person that cut the entire song off like, bam! And that was it. You know, no note out of line, nothing. Yeah. And it was just, how many takes was that before you could just get everybody to stop playing? You know? But yeah, that's such an amazing pick. I I admire you more now than I have before. <laughs> wow. Well, that's Thank cool. You. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I like what you're doing with the honorable mentions, but i got to find another album that was in that year that I would pick. Like, I've got – I'm all over the place with years. No, it's fine. I just – like I said, I had I had a few, few minutes. You know, I just finished dinner, and I had a few minutes to come in here and – and just run through, and then the, the brain started clicking because you know this is this is who I am. I may not be like that with movies or books or anything, but music. Oh yeah, yeah, I have to be organized because I I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. Wow. Well, you got a I have lot. That of, yeah. No, that's cool. I'm I'm I understand totally. I had to like I kind of kicked everybody out right like five minutes before before we started the show today. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we'd been, you know, out on the boats galloping all day, and we had nine people, so everybody came back here to clean the sky. The cleaning and the whole process is—it's a lot of cleaning. work. And then we cooked. Then we cleaned cooked them. them. We cleaned them, and then we cooked them all up and uh, ate them and, and ate enjoyed. Them. Yes, they were great. Uh, but if you want to, real quick, if you want to do a couple '84 albums, you got "Like a Virgin." Yes, is something that you know that was a huge album. Um, Van Halen's 1984. Which I was going to say, you know, that was actually yeah. in my list before. I, the only album I had by Madonna was True Blue, but it didn't fall into any uh, of my number categories. And then, like, uh, one that I mentioned briefly, I mean, just to mention the name, was Born in the USA. Uh, Bruce Springsteen yes. was also 84. So, uh, which is probably a major top seller. Oh, yeah. I'm was, thinking 1984. Uh, that was like three, that was like kick ass. They have to be in like the top twenty-five. That was in, that was number three overall in the, in the decade. Yeah. So you thriller, thriller was number one, and it surpassed number two and number three by many. Uh, thriller had twenty-nine million in sales. Uh, 
And then number two, which is one that falls into my uh, my wheelhouse, would be ACDC <laughs> Back in Black at nineteen million. Yeah. So that it was outsold a... by. That was a great album. Yeah. Yeah. So that had a lot of heart to it too. I mean, that was such a point. I don't even like ACDC. Okay, people, just get over yourselves. Them, Kiss. There's quite a few of them out there, but the, I will give props to ACDC for having that devastating tragedy of losing Bon Scott. Oh, yeah. And then fucking coming back with Brian Johnson, kicking ass, taking names. That was like the resurrection of the century. Oh, absolutely. Because there's, there's really no was. one like, else. There, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. There's, there's no... I, I don't think in history I recall any band... Losing their lead guy, and he wasn't just—he uh-huh. wasn't just the lead vocalist. He was the—he no. was the lead guy. I mean, yes, Angus yeah. Young was a very important part of you know the front man, yeah. the front man yeah. persona, but Bon Scott mm-hmm. was the leader of that band. And when he died, and Brian Johnson, they brought in him and were able to take take the band to the next level, even. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only other after such tragedy. I, I can't think of anybody else. I'm, you have okay. I'm going to give it to you only because I can, and it's not in a good way. Sorry, Chicago fans. When Chicago first came out, and they lost their lead vocalist in a drowning accident, and Peter Cetera stepped up. Holy crap! What the hell happened to Chicago? They went totally pop music, and it was just like, man, really. The man's rolling over in his grave. Seriously, you guys were so fucking awesome in the sixties and seventies. <laughs> now we're in the eighties. Well, yeah. <laughs> like my my favorite Chicago song is definitely twenty five or six to four. Before twenty five or six um, to four. Yeah, I still don't know what the album. I'm still not sure what that song means. Um, time. Anybody really know what time it is? Oh yeah, those are just good. not like That's that first stuff. album. And they had they didn't have titles. They had numbers. Like Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin had no title albums. Fuck no titles. We want numbers. This is our first album. This is our second album. This is Led Zeppelin 2. This is Led Zeppelin 3. Yep. This is, Le- yeah. this, this is what a lot of people refer to as Zozo. I, I don't know where that came from, but it's Led Zeppelin 4 in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we'll um, do a complete show on Led Zeppelin one these days. We could. We could definitely do something yes. like that. Considering now that, you know, with Bonsai Retro Club... We're not just covering the 80s anymore. You know, we're, we're, we're covering the 70s, 80s, and 90s as our main focal points. And we may have to even dip back into the 60s for some of the stuff. Because some of these oh, bands, <laughs> some of these bands, like, you know, Ooh, the Stones, like the, the Stones, the Stones. if we yeah, start talking Rudy about Blues. the Stones from the 70s, That's we have cool. to dip into the 60s a little bit, too. Yeah. And, you know. Eric Clapton and Cream, Cream oh, in the 60s. Man. Yeah, you can't you can't just you can't just talk about this stuff without talking about a little bit of that history that goes back. Like what we did with Dio, yeah. we went back into the yeah. the 50s, the yeah. late 50s, way to help back first before we were even music. born. <laughs> yeah, way before we were born. <laughs> and that's a feat for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. before I'm born. That's like wow. Oh come on, like, you're not that I'm old. Cute. I know. I just like saying it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Sense. I kind of, I kind of dwell on my age once in a while. Or I throw it out there every once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm okay. feel, I'm feeling it, you know, physically these I days. Think so? Pushing push 50, 90 scallops. Damn it! I can't believe That's how many we got gangster. today. It really was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and I didn't get that many. Um, I, well, only, I probably only okay. got about maybe 35 or 40 of those. That's still a lot. That's a lot of bending and stooping and. Oh, God, it just no stooping. It. It's all swimming and diving. No, see, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it is is some serious work, really. I believe it. <laughs> Maybe I'll dedicate a whole podcast just talking about scalloping. I hope so. Wait, what do you do? You hear that? That's cricket. laughing. That's crickets. <laughs> I hear crickets. I hear crickets. <laughs> I thought he was going. How the hell you will? <laughs> No, she, I kicked her out too tonight. She had to go. Oh, hang. Lord bless her. No, Give her a big I'm, hug. I'm kidding. I did not kick her out. She she knew that I had to, you know that I had uh, arranged to do this podcast tonight, and you said you got permission from the boss. So I did. Boss lady was, said yes. No, but because we we were out with friends all day, they're yeah. you know they weren't quite done with the day. By the time we got back no, and finished no. up, they, they wanted to go out for one not. last hurrah. And and my wife has tomorrow off, and uh, our Maybe. friends took yeah. tomorrow off, so it's a Sunday evening. They're like, well, if nobody has to work tomorrow, maybe we should go mm-hmm. in, indulge a little bit more. So they went up to the a new a new place that opened up uh, cool. called Irish Kelly's. And it's a nice little pub that just opened up in town. So they went up there for... Uh, they said one and done. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that was an hour ago. Anyway, yeah, it was me... actually an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> let's regale upon more eighties albums. Okay, let's do it. What's your what's your okay. what's your number three? My last, my last number three. Um, anyone who knows me, and I always justify this sentence by saying that, uh, knows that my favorite. Uh, band in the 80s that's from the 80s even though well actually they've retired but um they're still really super popular over in europe and there's like three different places in the united states where they will fill up huge stadiums when they come okay before you Uh, before you say who it is i want to know these three places real quick uh new york okay dallas okay angeles L.A. L.A. Okay. Just curious. Yes. I know. I know who you're talking about. I know. I know where you're going. Knowing you, knowing know. you, how I know you, uh, that's. I know where you're going with this. Cool. So, um, "Hunting High and Low" was uh, the very first album by Aha. It was their breakout album with that iconic video uh, for "Take on Me." Uh, the original video for the song was atrocious. Um, but if you've ever seen it and then seen their counterparts, they involved a director, uh, it was very important over there in, um, Europe someplace. But, um, <laughs> yeah, not, not too keen on the whole backstory on that, but, uh, they got somebody else to do it and that's what he did with it. He just took the song and went, Hey, what if we do this? And as they say, the history was made. So if anyone's, out there is a big AHA fan or even a little AHA fan, they'll know that Hunting High and Low had quite a few hits on it uh, that for some reason didn't make it 
across the pond. Take On Me was their big hit here. They're actually considered a one-hit wonder, which is shit, because um, The Sun Always Shines on TV is actually the follow-up to Take On Me. Mm-hmm. It's actually a two-parter. If you ever seen the video, um, it, you know, it, it follows up completely. There's like no guessing about what happens after that. You know, the two of them get together. But um, some of the other songs on the album, uh, Train of Thought is uh, really good. Uh, the title song, Hunting High and Low, amazing ballad. Uh, Morton Harkin's voice could melt diamonds. I mean, I could just, you know, be completely and totally in love with him like for the rest of my life and not have a problem with that. Um, another really good song on there is living a boy's adventure tale. Another really good ballad. They have a lot of ballads because that's uh, Morton's voice is geared towards that type of vocal range. He's got like a six or seven octave vocal range. Um, just totally amazing. They've got probably, uh, let's see, I want to say 11. I want to say I have 11 albums. Wow. Uh, the next one was Split in the Mountain. Uh, maybe not Split in the Mountain. Maybe it was a different one. Mm-hmm. The last one, maybe. But it, it came out like in the 20 teens. And then they went ahead and they called it quits. But, um, still never seen them live. Um, I have the videos. Uh, I bought a video pack or, whatever you call it. What do you call that thing? The DVDs in a set. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember you. what it's called either. Box set DVDs. Box set, yes. Box set. Thank you. And it's got a lot of their major music videos on there and they've done so much stuff. Um, I just, I wasn't going to not mention them because there was just no way. Um, the album, like I said, came out in 1985. Um, just a really good year for music anyway uh because you had um hounds of love by kate bush anybody out there listens to kate bush that's a really good honorable mention i really like amazing her. vocalist amazing amazing yes so she was a child prodigy as well she started writing music when she was like 11 or 12 and uh just really her father just kind of kept her her parents kind of kept her away from all of that, you know, rock star status stuff. And then mm-hmm. she, I, I thought she managed to stay grounded as much as she did. Um, Bill Collins, no jacket required. Um, the oh. studio. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a lot of people out there hate Phil Collins and, you know, y'all need to How do you hate Phil Collins? I don't know, but there's people out there that do. I hear them all I the mean, time. And I, I'm, shut up. I'm not you saying can't do what he does. You, you don't have to be like a you know a groupie, but how no. can you like how can you hate Phil Collins? Music, jeez. I mean, you know, I understand. You know, Genesis is, it was a big deal. You know, with Michael McDonald and I mean, Michael. Are, are, are people still the guy angry that he left Genesis? I mean, yeah, where's the animosity? I've never even heard that people hate. I've never heard anybody say they hate Phil Collins. I That's amazing. I hear it often, which really? is really sad. He's yeah. so talented. I can't. He's really talented. He yeah. 
left and went and retired and came out of retirement. So it's just like he needs to sing. He needs to perform and make people happy. So. He's a terrible drummer, though. <laughs> <laughs> just awful. The, anyway, the dude's got so, no rhythm whatsoever. Not at all. Where did he go? He also anyway. doesn't. He also doesn't know how to write a, a hit song either. <laughs> no, he, I think that's why they hate him. Oh, because, because every he, yeah. time he writes a song, it's a hit. He's a hit maker. He's like Paul McCartney, only not quite as good looking. But it's okay because that's what we need out there for all these finicky, fickle people that you know don't know what they like. Um, the last song we'll mention for 1985, of course, big, big, huge, huge album for Tears for Fears. Songs from the big chair. Oh, man. So nothing on that album sucks. Just thought I'd let everybody know that up front. I gotta say that uh, that's a really good pick actually for an honorable mention. That was in my list of of something that you know. It was it was on my radar. I'll say that I wasn't sure yeah. if I was gonna mention it, but it's definitely on my radar because that is a great freaking album. And it's some of these albums, um, I'll admit that I didn't discover. In, at yeah. the time, like the albums, yes, everybody heard. You know, everybody wants to rule the world, and yeah. um, um, what is it? Mother, not mother's talk. Uh, is that one on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. Um, and you know, a couple others that were popular at the time, but I don't remember mm-hmm. like getting the album and being excited about the album at the time. But decades later, mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm a do huge fear. Tears for Fears fan. I love yeah. that they have some great freaking songs. Them and yeah. then uh, another band that I get them. I won't say confused with, but I when I try to think of the band name, sometimes it comes into my mind before Tears for Fears, and that's Simple Minds. And I think it has. And I, that's another God. great great band for the time. But um, amazing. Amazing vocals. That's an amazing band. And they're out of Glasgow, and they have so, so much awesome mm. music. Belfast mm. Child is like one of my favorite. I just cry every time I hear that. It's such a heart-wrenching yeah. song, you know. But then you got, you know, Don't You Forget About Me, which is, you know, hey, it's the anthem for the 80s. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. When you talk about, I mean, you think about what's probably the one teenager movie that that pops out yeah. first is either breakfast club or for ferris bueller's day off yeah. um so that song you know encompasses that it's related to that movie so heavily so you mm-hmm. think about that anyway um so many great man there's too many to talk about we're really gonna have to go through each year like and break, <laughs> break down each year and and talk about yeah. a few of these albums as we as we continue on with episode three, four, five, six, on to several hundred, which we've already got several topics lined up that we want to touch on, and we have yeah. so many things that we can talk about. Uh, just remembering and reflecting on on what we love about the you know those decades. So, um, can I go ahead and go on with my third pick? Actually, I, I never Please. really did make an official pick yeah. and I'm going to have to go oh man there's so many great <laughs> ones but I'm going to go Journey Escape Escape wow. yeah. yeah that's awesome um, 
okay. Don't stop believing. A yeah. Lot, a lot of people, a lot of people believe this song is overplayed and overused, but I can, I still hear it, and I still love it every time I hear it. Yeah. And I you mean, do. There's, there's so many songs on this album. First of it all, tells it's this album is amazing. Like they have, mm-hmm. in fact, "Don't Stop Believing" is not even my favorite song on the album. "Escape," the actual song, <laughs> the the title track, is my favorite Journey song of all time. Wow. I love that song, and I crank it up every time. And a very, very, very close second is "Stone in Love." That song, mm. those crazy nights, I do remember. In my, wow. I mean, it's, and then you've got you've got several others on there that are just amazing. Who's uh, crying now? Keep on running. Who's crying now? Open mm-hmm. arm. I love Keep on Running. That's another great song. It was really not played as much as some of the other, a lot of the other songs on there. But uh, Open Arms used to be my. Um, my closing song when we did karaoke and that, you know, just really kind of tears everybody up. And, you know, that's when I finished the night. Uh, I say used to be because I recently incorporated uh, sister Christian into my karaoke list. Mm-hmm. And now that is so, but open arms is still in there, but um, they're just journey. Just, you know, knows, you know, they knew how to tug at the heartstrings. You know, there was a lot of really upbeat stuff too that they did. Um, but yeah, this is an amazing album. Okay, a so lot of this, yeah, I actually in in like the late seventies. This was the eighty one. So in mm-hmm. the in the very late seventies. In like seventh grade, sixth grade, there was this girl, uh, Christine White, who loved mm-hmm. Journey. Mm. And, and this is before Escape. This, you know, this is a couple of years beforehand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I used to kind of kid with her. Like people, we'd kind of make fun of her. You know, some of the other people, some of the other. People. It's so stupid. You know, when you're in in school and you you pick somebody to make fun of some stupid little thing like that she was such a journey fan but you know now looking back i'm like gosh i can't believe that i made fun of somebody like this about this because journey rocks and i love their story i love where they've come over the years with um you know once steve perry left and Mm -hmm. and you know got it getting um i can't remember his name right now the filipino Mm -hmm. guy Mm -hmm. from the philippines Mm-hmm. He is amazing, and if you haven't seen the documentary "Don't Stop Believing," go watch it. Yeah. A- a- anybody listening? I am afraid to watch it. No, I'm afraid to watch it because Rose, I think I'm gonna cry. You will cry. I'm telling you, you will cry. But it yeah. is awesome. It is a great, great documentary. If you love documentaries or what you want to call rockumentaries, this mm-hmm. is this is a must see. I'm not kidding you. Uh, it's a great storyline. You know, I I don't know what happened with Steve Perry. I know he had some, uh, the band and him, they had some differences and they just, you know, went their separate ways. No pun intended. Not on this album. Okay, not on this album. No, it's not. (laughs) 
<laughs> I believe that would be Frontiers, which is later in the eighties. But anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> I I don't know why, and I never saw the resemblance, but I had a few people from back in high school that said that I look like Steve Perry. I'm like, what are you talking about? I look nothing like Steve Perry. <laughs> and I still get a couple of those people like on Facebook will touch base, you know, and they, they said something about Steve Perry to me. I'm like, really? Yeah. I still don't, I don't see the resemblance at all. I mean, yes, I have a big mm-hmm. nose, but that's, I mean, <laughs> that's about the yeah, only I resemblance don't... that there is really. I wish yeah. I could, I wish I could sing like Steve Perry. My Goodness, Perry, I big feathered out. hair. I'm telling you. Oh, that too. Good feathered hair. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, he wore the tight jeans. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> Which, wore the tight I, jeans. Know, the tight, back, like back then, shirt, I wore the tight jeans shirt. too. So uh, I don't know. Anyway, that this album is just really. It's, it's really spectacular. As I can always count on you to pick something that I don't necessarily uh, listen to on a regular basis, but, you know, I still know the stuff. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I can say with all candor that I do not own not one Journey album. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to talk about a topic one night, and I said, hey, like, like we could bring up, we could do, we, we were trying to come up with an idea for a specific mm-hmm. show and we're like yeah. well we could either do and, and i threw it out there I'm like hey we could talk about journey or def leppard and you're like uh how about dio <laughs> so so yeah although a, a great pick I, w- I still love journey and would love to talk about journey sometime maybe uh, sure. uh See, the only thing that it would cut that would um cause me to do is to be able to just Go on YouTube and capture like a lot of their music and just listen to it over and over. And that way I'd have some input. Don't feel like just because I haven't, you know, participated in the, oh. you know, the rest of the people that listen to the journey that I can't like listen to them now and go, hey, this is really great, you know? No, I guess I, I, I totally understand because I don't get aha. Like, there I, you go. It yeah. never, it never really uh, impacted me. Like yeah. I, rem- I remember specific times of my life when Journey was impactful. So, you know, everything yeah. everything is very personal when it comes to music. That's what I love about music. That is what I love um, about music. It is so it can be so personal because you can hear that one song that relates to your life so perfectly, and you can't you can't describe it to anybody else. Going, they're talking no. to me right now. They are talking to me. Mm-hmm. You know, one song, and, and I'm gonna say I, I can't pick out a certain song by Journey right now. That yeah. at a certain time in my life they were talking to me. But there are times in my life now that I hear songs. I'm going, wow, mm-hmm. they were like they wrote. I mean, how do they get in my head that much? And that's what I love yeah. about it is that it's so personal. So you know whether I... whether you you love aha, uh-huh, I don't mm-hmm. I don't get that personal atten- you know mm-hmm. um, feeling or attachment to aha, uh-huh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know you may not get that personal attachment to journey whatever, but it's yeah. everything is so very personal even though these like we're talking about how these are all big 
top sellers and you know very mm-hmm. popular and whatnot. Yes, they can relate to a lot of people, but I, I really think that for people that are music lovers the way we are, yeah, everything hits on a certain chord. Yeah, and I know that's kind of a pun, but it really just it does. <laughs> how well, else, how else do you it explain is. it? How else do you explain it? You know, it just hits yeah. on a certain chord during your lifetime. That that's how it is uh, impacting you. You know, it's uh, yeah. So anyway, I have the perfect tangent. example for that was a tangent for that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You tangent on, bro. Um, the other day I'm at I'm at work. I'm in the lunchroom in the cafeteria, and there were people sitting at the next table. I knew all the people that were there, young, yeah, young, young people in their 40s. And um, <laughs> Journey came I on. I totally understand that statement. Cause, like, Journey came on, yeah. and I can't, I want to say, I don't think it was Don't Stop Believing. It was something else. And uh, it wasn't O'Sherry. It was an upbeat, maybe it was Separate Ways. I don't know, but it was one of the more upbeat songs. Mm. And they all got these big grins on their faces and started singing along. It was great, and I thought it was amazing, not necessarily because it was Journey, but because it was the 80s. <sighs> and I just smiled the whole time. The singing was atrocious, by the way. Just Some of them were on key, some of them weren't, but that's mm. all right. But they didn't care. They did not care, and they were going with it. You thought it was karaoke night or something. I'm like, man, y'all are rocking it. That's awesome. That's love. That's the love of music that people, mm-hmm. you know, that I just, I I love seeing it. I just, every time I see that, it's just like, man, they have all have some connection to that song in some way, shape, or form. Well, you know, it's fun anytime. Like you said, it was, it was some Journey song and it was an upbeat song. But coming from the era that we, that we love so much, the, you know, that, what we love about the retro feel of the seventies, eighties and nineties is that there's those moments when you see people's face light up like that. Yeah. And because it's bringing back specific memories to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, if somebody's in their forties and they're remembering journey, say separate ways, that means yeah. they, were, they were a little kid and they were probably listening to it in the car with their parents Yep. Uh, roughly time-wise, you know, just guessing, but something like that where it just brings back specific memories, and and they were, uh, they grew up with it, and it's it's always been there, and it kind of every time they hear it, it kind of lights them up. And yeah, I got to tell you, that's one of the things I love about being part of this this podcast that we've got together with with Dave and you, and you know, several other people that are going to come about come around and um, mm-hmm. contribute. But just talking about these times of when things impacted us, and it's yeah. there's so many there's so many things out there these days that reference those eras. Like yeah, every time like, I see something '80s, I go, "Thank you, you're welcome." I'm I'm I've got a list <laughs> of movies and shows that are specifically geared towards towards '80s retro stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We could do 70s, too, and I, I don't know about 90s yet. I was kind of absent in the 90s. I don't know 
why. Yeah, I, I, I took But a, as far as like eighties, I have a, I have a great list of movies and and like current movies and TV shows yeah. that mm-hmm. are focused on the eighties. You know, and I'd love to yeah. break them down and see what they're looking at back. How how they're exactly. writing and 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 what they're referencing from that era. Right. So I am totally off topic. I'm sorry. I've got. No, it's I've, okay. no, I've gotten it's way out of. Off. And I got like this thing that I have. You know, these people at work. You know, and and a lot of times I just say things just to get a reaction out of people. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that um, which this gentleman and I were discussing, and. Uh, he said, what are you, what's you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I belong to a podcast group called Bonsai Retro Club. Mm. He goes, wait a minute. Just stop me dead right there. We're talking Bonsai like the tree or Bonsai like Bonsai, like a warrior. I went, that bonsai. one. He goes, oh, he goes, so it's a Karate Kid reference. I'm like, well, I don't even have to explain it to you then. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, such a great movie. That's really neat that you guys did that. He goes, you get a lot of people that get confused, and I'm like, you know, this this is not going to. We're having a really good time right now. I don't want to sully it with people getting confused. Yeah, it, you know, it. Of course, they do have the two spellings. So ours is B A N B A N Z A I Banzai, like like Mr. Miyagi's. You know, Mr. Yeah. Miyagi's uh, basically is his war cry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Totally. It's it's just so much fun. This whole thing is fun. So it's great to see people that that understand the reference and all the other references that I throw out on random basis. You know, in conversation, I'll just throw some '80s quote from a movie out there and and oh, wait for the reaction. Oh. You know, or a, yeah. or, or yeah. a reference to a song or something, and just wait for the reaction. So yeah, the same person. He brought his new dog in, and her mm. name's Julia. And I said, "Is it Julia Gulia?" <laughs> oh my God! She goes. I actually used to have two Julias that worked here, and the one that I liked, I called her Julia Gulia, and she never like got it because apparently she never like saw a movie before. Wow! But uh, this Anne Wedding Singer—that's such a great movie because oh, I, yeah. I just. I could just watch that like for hours. I there's love so the many amazing references to the 80s. Because there's some crap ones in there too, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But you, he's, you have to watch it because you know Adam Sandler's like doing all these awesome covers, and his first his breakup song was just tremendous. But that's the perfect example of you know a movie like doing the retro shout out, you know, to the yeah. 80s, and actually getting it right. Oh yeah, well, like some, like my favorite. Do it. I think my favorite part of that movie, The Wedding Singer. Oh. I, I love the movie overall. It's just it's a fun movie. Um, oh. It's probably one of my more favorite Adam Sandler movies because it yes. relates so easily to you know the '80s and what I'm all mm-hmm. about. And um, is when he says to his his ex girlfriend that. You know, ends up coming back to apologize, and they he wakes up the next morning, and she's there, and she's wearing his Van Halen T-shirt. <laughs> and he says, "You know, I don't like you wearing that T-shirt. It's gonna bring you, like bad luck, like the band's gonna break up or something." I know. 
it's just classic, you know. That's uh, yeah. good stuff. The whole it's the whole funny movie because good. it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, there's there's we could go on and on about different albums from that era because there's, I mean, just think. I saw the other the other day. I'm walking through. We have we have a little thing in town. I live here in Turpin Springs, Florida, and every first Friday of the month, there's a we have a thing called. Now, check out the imagination. It's called First Friday. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now every first Friday they have they shut down the main street, which is. Tarpon Ave and there's vendors out there and we bring our greyhounds out there to introduce them to people so we can try to get exposure for you know greyhound rescue whatnot mm-hmm. and and one of my greyhounds Bo he just he doesn't want to stay in the little area that we have our little table set up he's very social he just wants to walk up and down the street and you know meet people and stuff walking down there and I see a guy wearing a Joshua Tree concert t-shirt I'm like wow wow <laughs> you know you hear that that rewind sound of yeah. like tape rewind yeah. that it it like just like did that for me just for a second I'm like that's a great t-shirt he goes I was there I'm like wow so awesome when they're there yeah. Richard has t-shirts like that from when he lived in Scotland and uh, he's got like rush t-shirts and he's got mm. um, like, Oh, there's other people that he saw. I can't think of her name. Just name a rock band. Iron Maiden. Yeah. I mean, mm. you know, deep purple. When are you going to have him on the show? When's he going to come so on the show? Never. He will about the same know. time as Chrissy comes on, right? Yeah. Right about, about that same time. Yeah. Okay. And they're so faded. He's got like cheap trick and oh, man. you know, you can't even see the lettering anymore, but he still wears them because he was there. You know. That's pretty cool. So that that is very cool. So I, I love it when it's authentic and it's not some shit. You got it hot topic. I want to slap the out of somebody. So back I'm just about weird uh, yeah, cuz like my dad was there. <laughs> about a month Take ago. Take it off right now. Like a month ago actually is yeah. July 5th. I went mm-hmm. with Chris, our other co-host, mm-hmm. um, to see Metallica. Nice. Okay. He's got one of those too. And so I was, I went. I'm like, you know, I should go look at the t-shirts. For one, they're way overpriced for t-shirts nowadays. I can't believe they want forty dollars for a t-shirt. Um, but they didn't have any like classics, you know? They didn't like. Yes, this this new tour that they're doing with the album is great and all but you know i want to have a i want a master of puppets t-shirt from yeah and i never saw him back during that era but that's yeah. what i'd really want to have because but i can't yeah. ever say i was there you know so anyway right. another tangent here we go on t-shirt tangents <laughs> t-shirt tangents <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many tangents so little time i know, I know. so anyway there. You know, uh, and and the whole reason I brought up the T-shirt in the first place was Joshua Tree, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's just another great album from that era that oh, I would yeah. say that was would be one of my honorable mentions. Uh, you know, Joshua Tree, and you already took the uh, Tears for Fears one that I had that I had thought about. Um, Yay, I stole one! Woo-hoo. Yeah, you did. 
out of the thousands and thousands of albums that could have come up. And simple, I mean, not simple minds. See, I said it, I did it again. Uh, Tears for Fears is not like, that's in the top 100, but it's not something you would just automatically go to as a top album of the 80s. You, you think, yeah. you know. You know Michael, what? We Michael should Jackson do and whatnot. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Madonna. Yeah. Madonna, absolutely. You so. two. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, Slippery. Yada, yada, wet. yada. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we sh- what should we do? Oh, we should do like a segment completely on a soundtrack. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Easily. Soundtracks. When I was a DJ a long time ago, about six, seven years ago, um, I did a show completely on soundtracks. I could Songs totally. Songs specifically from soundtracks. Uh, I could totally do soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Of all, you know, all of the decades that we want to reference in our, in our retro club. Oh, there's tons of them. Because before, there used to be kids... There used to just be music that was uh, played by orchestras for the accompaniment of the movie. It wasn't Jaws? Movie. Star you Wars? You probably got into, <laughs> yeah, you know, people like that. You, you didn't really get into, like, songs that were pulled out of the mainstream mm-hmm. and put into a movie to reference a specific point in the movie until later. And now everybody does it. Like everybody does it. It's like you can't have a movie if you don't have like top five songs in the past fifty years that's not on it. So yeah, a lot yeah. of original stuff is on it too. But yeah, that wasn't it's like funny. an always thing. Soundtracks just nowadays the soundtracks for out for movies that are out they just do <laughs> not impress me at all. Unless here's here's the asterisk. <laughs> part of the show um, unless it's something like Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. that plays all retro music throughout their whole movie there you go <laughs> you <know>? see <laughs> so it's but okay who did Transformers like the latest Transformers soundtrack I don't Any know idea? Yeah. No. no you go back 10, 15, 20 years, you start looking at soundtracks or, or scores, scores even, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. Dan, Danny Elfman is all over the place with that. Which, yeah, John uh, Williams, Danny Elfman, Henry Mancini. Oh, yeah. Those are the people that you, you know, well, not so much Danny Elfman if you wanted to make a weird movie, but if you wanted to make something now, with guts to it, then, you know, you got the top orchestra band people that were going to kick ass with your score and make your movie what it was. Well, he didn't He didn't just do weird movies like the one that I talked you oh. guys into watching. You know that. Well, no, because he, you know, he did it well. He did a lot of Homeboys movies. Well, he did, he did, uh, well, he did the he always. soundtrack for The Simpsons. Well, Diary, I was going to say that. Okay. And then yeah. um, the Batman. guy is... Yeah, I did Batman. Well, Prince kind of had a hand in that, too. Yes. Prince did some yes. really good stuff for Batman. Um, why can't I think of his name? 
the guy with the black hair who never comes it. And it's not Robert Smith either. Um, oh. Who's the guy? Who, oh, Johnny Depp? Hands and yeah, that oh, has um, Tom Carter and Ed, Johnny Depp wrapped around oh his my finger. Gosh. Help! <laughs> I, you know what? No, I'm drawing a blank too. I know exactly who you're talking about. We all, everybody listening, knows exactly who you're talking about. He did yeah, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and he did yeah. Edward Scissorhands, and he does all these yeah. weird, quirky movies, you and a lot of them star Johnny Depp. Yeah. And his name. I want to say all is that's like topic that's not even oliver stone even though he does have black hair come on read it up look it up i'm not I no, i'm not typing i'm not typing oh we you gonna sit there and try and guess shit you don't have time for that oh my gosh i should have stopped tim burton, tim burton yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. i should have stopped at my last fear <laughs> uh, and I, I said sphere <laughs> not fear <laughs> I heard ya. <laughs> heard ya. <laughs> so, the Ron know, White State. I, I want to wrap this up. We've been we've been talking for almost an hour and a half, and we oh, barely God. touched the surface of all this. But just real quick, uh, George Michael Faith, like a Don, uh, like a Virgin by Madonna, uh, Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down, Whitney Houston's first album, uh, more Madonna, a couple soundtracks, you know, Footloose and. Dirty mm. Dancing, and then you throw mm-hmm. in Def Leppard, Pyromania, and Hysteria, one of the all-time best-selling albums, uh, Eliminator by ZZ Top. You know, mm-hmm. all of these albums. This is just like the top 25, 30 that I'm just quickly yeah. running through. Yeah. And we've barely... Somebody's going, got it, got yeah. it, got it. We haven't even scratched the surface, really. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, uh, she's so unusual. Yeah, she's so unusual, yeah. yeah foreigner. Four and yeah. a four. Four and a four, for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, my God. The yeah. Eurythmics, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, Psychedelic it's, it's endless, really. The there's Cure. So, there's so many, so many great things to talk yeah. about from just just from this decade, you know, and, and we've been, you and me and Dave, we've been focusing on the 80s for a long time. Yeah. A couple of years now. And, yeah. you know, with, well, our, with our previous show with, with 80s uh-huh. reboot overdrive and mm-hmm. you know we, we've created this new thing with bonsai retro club and yeah. we're able to expand into a little bit more a couple more decades of 70s and 90s but man the 80s are still very yeah. very a huge focal point for for what we're going to do and we have so much to cover so anyway yeah we should we should wrap this up yeah we're gonna do that <laughs> We should kind of wrap it up for the evening and, or for the day or whatever you want to call it. Whenever you're listening to yeah. it. Um, oh, Tiffany. Can't forget about Tiffany, 1987. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you could just keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're going to have an opportunity to do that with the 70s. And the 70s are an era. They, you know, they had to come out of, they had to break away from, you know, the sixties and everything that's been going on there and they had to make a name for themselves. And there's just so much, such a huge transition with rock music and pop music. And a lot of shit was getting faded, phased out, you know, new artists were coming. Even country music had a different spin to it. So 
There's and, always going to be a decade when somebody's going to say, damn it, if it wasn't for them damn Oak Ridge boys, country music would be great again. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if they had a bit of a better spin on country music than most people. But, hey, just 20 years down the road, you get Shania Twain. So, uh, you got something to argue about there. So Every generation has their arguments. Hmm. Okay. Shania Twain. <laughs> That's my tangent. That's good. I like that. I like tangents. Yeah, tangents are awesome. Tangents are fun. We haven't really figured out a... We don't do any closing here, do we? Not really. We don't, like, do social media or anything like that, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, if people want to learn more about what we're doing, go to B-A-N-Z-A-I, BonsaiRetroClub.com. And you can find mm-hmm. out everything you want to know about all of us as co-hosts and hosts and whatever you want to call us. Yeah. Talking. Read our blogs. People. Read the blogs. I mean, I yeah. this last blog um, about an experience that I had in a movie was the very first blog that I've ever written. So it was it was a, a learning experience for me. So. Um, yeah. But I had fun writing it, and it, it, was, it was so amazing how fast it just rolled off. Yeah, it, it does that. Like, it was such a specific topic, though, you know, mm-hmm. an experience, yeah. a specific experience that I had at the movies, and yeah. uh, and I was able to bring it up right away. In the 80s, my, my topic, my decade was the 80s. Did you have the 70s? I had the 70s. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Chris had the 70s. I had the 80s. Uh, Jill had the 80s. And I don't think Dave had the 90s. Oh, Dave had the 90s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got all that going on. The blog is fun. The the podcast, I am just still loving to do every time I sit down in front of the microphone. I can't wait. You know, we we can only do this so many so often because we, you know we, mm-hmm. we have we have regular jobs and we have to work and try <laughs> to fit this into our schedule. And not to mention, Rose yeah. is on the yes, opposite sir. part of the opposite side of the country. Yeah, I so uh, we no, have this, I'm not to the East Coast. <laughs> we have this three-hour difference that we have I to know. try to incorporate into our schedule. It's not always See, easy. Why they love me so much because I'm so far away. If I lived over by them, shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that saying about distance? Uh, distance or absence makes absence the heart makes grow the heart grow fonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So anyway. Yeah. All right, dude. That just means I I love you so much. <laughs> and Dave. No. And Dave. Anyway. We love all of everybody and Dave. All right. So what is it Dave says? Um, be excellent to each other? Be excellent to each other. I'm going to say uh, stay groovy San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. That might be that might be copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. We just had hippie night here last night, actually, in, in Tarpon. Instead of, well, in addition to First Friday, they have these other things in this cool little yeah. town. So they had hippie night last night, which we did not attend. Uh, just we had, we were working on the house all day. I worked till nine o'clock on my house last night. It seems like it's never ending. Anyway, it is never so, ending. So, 
Be excellent to each other. Stay groovy, people. Party on. And party on, dudes. So we will talk to you later. Check us out at bonsairetroclub.com. And until next time, take care, everybody. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel said. Hey, Bonsai. Bonsai. <laughs>